What's up, everybody? It's Joe LaPuma. You are listening to the Complex Sneakers Podcast. You're watching the Complex Sneakers Podcast. To my right, my co-host, Mr. Matt Welty. We're in the flesh. We actually exist. And to my left, Mr. Brendan Dunn. This is a huge moment. This is. This is what the people have been asking for, but I feel like I'm not totally ready, to be honest. You know why? You're going to be ready. We are together in the Complex office. We are in studio, you could call it. Yeah, we're... See, this is it's already. It's okay, but listen, I will let you know. There's a reason why his <laughs> mug is illuminating the Complex Sneakers podcast logo. Same. Mine is yes, because yes. break it down because he has some hot tea. What is it? Green tea. It's some green tea with some honey in there, and okay. my throat is a little dry. So if you've been if you've been listening to the Complex Sneakers podcast for a while, you may remember the episode where I had the hiccups. That was not a bit. That was not a bid right. for attention. That was my real life. And right now, my throat feels quite dry. Which again, I feel okay. unprepared for this first big video podcast. This is a big deal. And I apologize, but we're going to work through it because I have the hot tea and honey. It's going to be your Michael Jordan flu game. Yeah. Did, anyway. <laughs> you, did, did you prep the stash this morning for the 8K cameras? <laughs> no. I know I know it's been like in hibernation. Is there from, st- stash prep? Uh, I, I do a little bit now. I okay. used to not when I first had it, I don't, but that was looking pretty grisly a few years back. But I know. That's the thing. Now that we're on video, like you got to actually, you know. Yeah, because listen, to be totally transparent, you know, on when we had the audio podcast, sometimes I would have like a a hoodie on with some colors. You wear pants? But the pants were like shorts or like yeah. gym shorts. It's like now, definitely wearing a bathing suit. Yeah, while now like everything. Filming. Listen, we're back on camera. <laughs> yeah, we're you have back the speedo on, yeah, yeah. Really? No, no, no. no. Okay. Just like a pair because of this. Listen, can't hide anymore. And like Dunn said, you guys have been asking for this. We are super happy that we are now together. We are going to be in studio. And we're going to be on Complex's YouTube channel. That's right. The video component, we, you've been asking for it. We've been kind of delaying it. We've been teasing with the social clips and people are saying, where can we watch the full thing? People we're get here mad now. at us here like in are. the comments. We're here now. <laughs> They're like, oh, why are you hiding this from us? Why aren't you putting this full thing out? And you're like, look. It's as not, if we had like a password protected version yeah, of it somewhere. Yeah, it's not ready yet. How does it feel though to be back in the office? We did the live stream a couple months ago for the Complex Sneaker of the Year book, but it feels it's rainy outside, but being back in Times Square, being back in the office, how how's it feel? I mean, it feels like a ghost land in the office, but it feels it feels it feels good to actually uh, be back here. I think one of the funnier parts about coming back was is that you know this is the second time we've been back in the office, and there's been a little not situation, but a, a, a delay a, a delay on getting packages. Oh, that, that are yeah. shipped. Your so, influencer boxes are coming yeah. to me. So, so you go. I went to the to the desk, and there was like eight boxes waiting for you. And you're like, <laughs> wait, Christmas in April. Yeah. yeah, you're like, you're like, open it all at once. You're like, this is from eight months ago. Like, yeah. I totally mm. forgot about this. You were happy to have them. Yes, and I got some stuff. You know what? You know what ritual I was happy to to come back to was getting a little bit of Street Fighter in because we have the arcade cabinet here. At the office, and it's it's been a long time. I'm not as practiced as I would like to be. My boxer is a little off right now. Are you good at it? I feel like I'm okay at it. Okay. And like did you play a lot during after hours? I never really saw you play. Wealthy. Can, oh yeah. Do you want to attest to how much after I played hours? that Street Fighter? He was insane <laughs> with. It was like a ritual every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I didn't know Super that. Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. Like I said, boxer working on the tick throws, working on some combos here and there. You know, training. I just played. Full transparency, I just pay- played because the Mario Kart. Where was I? You weren't around. I just played and I lost twice in three minutes. So okay. <laughs> Street Fighter, definitely not my game. The Mario Kart arcade game that we played a lot mm-hmm. is not hooked up right now. But Office looks different, man. How how I knew that you guys said that you were serious or about coming back on video is that before we got here, you both said, 
you both hit the gym for like the first the first time in <laughs> X amount of months wow. because you're doing your on camera. Out. Last night, honestly, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't why, but you're right that that did happen. Last night was my first night back in the gym, and do you throw on three hoodies like trying to sweat it out? Like no, Rocky? but I had a kith beanie on, so that kind of counts. Just for <laughs> sitting, just sitting for in the like, sauna, just for like. Sweating out purposes, but yeah, uh, you had a big workout this, you said you almost, yeah, I felt like I was going to puke. Okay. It's always fun. Were you a little nervous? <laughs> so he, it was like, so yeah. you were the one who was actually yeah, he was doing nervous. it. He, he was like, on us. yeah, Eminem and 8 Mile when you had the rap battle because you were coming back oh, to the, spaghetti. the all studio. Over, all over your, your hoodie, man. Oh. But it feels good to be back. And, you know, you would say that it was a ghost town, but I got to push back on it because we were here and Sneaker Battles was, oh, was yes. filming right before mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. and... Uh, props to the production crew that replaced the set right away. And obviously, there's not a lot of people in the office, but there is uh, things happening here. There is. Sorry. See, see, look, there, there actually is stuff happening. Pickups for Federal, Federal sorry, Express. Sorry, we're, we're shooting right now. Sorry, we're just filming. One sec. That's okay. Yeah, and see, like I said, there are things happening in the <laughs> Some office, activity. sometimes unexpected. <laughs> but yeah, we're back. I think a thing we need to mention, just to clear up from last week, because Joe was feeling a little sad about a, situa a sneaker situation. No, I wasn't that feeling got, sad. They got rectified. No, but to your point, one of the packages that came in that was at the office, like we said, I really appreciate it, but the Amma Minier 3s were here. It's, it's always tough because... People are asking for addresses to yeah. send you stuff. Are, are you feeling as overwhelmed with shoes as I am? I, I told you guys about this a little bit earlier this week. I was digging out of my closet a garbage bag full of shoes. Do you guys do stuff like this where you just put shoes in a garbage bag yes. and then forget about them for a couple months? I don't uh, do that, no, but I use no. garbage bags to transit stuff. And okay. that's what I thought you were asking when you were like, do you put stuff in garbage bags? And I do, but it's always very tough because you're like trying to navigate yeah, pairs yeah, and pairs. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I think big garbage bags... Full of sneakers. Full of sneakers are still is still like the best. <laughs> Wealthy's shaking his head. You don't you don't trust it? No, I'm just like because like Brendan like made it seem like so nonchalant about like oh yeah I just had a garbage bag full of shoes but then the stuff you were pulling out of it you were like oh the shoe was worth two thousand dollars at one point. I mean, oh, <laughs> it wasn't about that. It was that I had moved and I put a bunch of stuff that I was mm -hmm. wearing regularly in a garbage bag and then threw it in my closet and forgot about it. But then I don't know about you guys, but I need to really untrain this part of my brain that decides that when I can't find a shoe that I need to spend the next hour and a half looking for it. Because I was looking for a pair of Hoka One Ones, the ones I have on my feet now, okay. and I couldn't find them. I didn't know what box they were in, so I started going through garbage bags full of sneakers and taking this stuff and that stuff down. And it, it took me like forty-five minutes, an hour. But yes, as part of that, I was opening up a garbage bag and I found like Mars Yards and this Nike Zoom Vaporfly Elite and things like that. But you had a pair of Black Cement Threes just casually chilling, right? Yeah, but that's not like a yeah, super Mars rare Yard shoe over or Black like Cement Threes. Yeah, of course, different. but still, it. But I'm I'm just saying like the level of shoes that were in there. It wasn't just like some throwaway sneakers you know when it no. comes to packing sneakers though does anyone ever like you get a box and there's such a small kind of gratifying thing is like you're tetrising the box and it's like how many pairs could i fit in and yeah. you're like there's no way another pair could fit in and then you you like yeah 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 and it's like some it's like something from being a toddler where you were yes. putting blocks and fitting blocks exactly and that exact training is paying off exactly i don't i don't have that because i have two ikea sneaker racks oh where only x amount of shoes like it's only like three, i need those only three shoes can fit on each level so it's not like it, i have this you don't have a bunch of stuff i don't have a up. continual stack did I you guys that. ever think of doing the container store route? drop front yes 
it's funny you mentioned this because I was at the container store the other week and I, I've never invested in those clear drop front yeah, boxes. Me That'll never be a thing for me because what do you do with the actual shoe boxes? So you guys always keep the shoe boxes. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. But it's, it's funny because sometimes I wonder whether or not I should be keeping the paper. I was talking to somebody recently who's the lead archivist at Reebok and she said that sometimes the paper that is in those boxes has some acid in them. So if it's not acid-free paper, then it could be contributing to the decline of your sneakers. Oh, that makes sense. Ooh, interesting. So a, l- well, a little tip. What would you rather do, though, if you had to choose between the the container store boxes or like the people who do the build-out shelves? What do you mean? Oh, like like a, a white floating like shelf? The like IG shelves that like everyone has? I would do the container store, I think. I guess. But it, again, it's like you double the amount of space you're taking up, right? Because you have all these clear boxes and then you have all the shoe boxes somewhere, right? I'm not throwing away my shoe boxes. Like, also, kind of a it's tough. Animal. I would be so... It would not go well me trying to put up shelves in the apartment. It would be crooked and it would be not good. So that's not an option. It's it's, it's always crooked for me. And then I, I go through that stuff and I find random shoes that I'm like thinking about selling. And I found like a pair of Roshis <laughs> and, I, and I get excited because then I, I look on some resale side. I look on StockX or eBay or something and I see like I could sell these Roshis for over their retail price in 2021. What is, this, what is this world we're living in? <laughs> Another question I have since we're on video now and you guys are going to we're going to do multiple video products a week now we have to have all new fits yes and all new different sneakers twice a week now i'm wondering maybe maybe we just wear like a green shirt and green pants and they can superimpose on some type of texture each week or something like that because there's no budget for this stuff and we're talking about liquidating sneakers we're we're not going to be able to if you're gonna have to switch twice a week now i've also like in my in my head (laughs) in my head i've become not less like i don't care but just like the reality that we're going to be having to do it twice Mm -hmm. a week it's just like if i've worn it once and i wore it like a year and a half ago maybe i can wear it again and it doesn't bother you don't you don't mind repeating sneakers like that on camera at this point not at this point you think people out there are taking taking notes though are they going to call you out and if they do, ah, oh, well. we've been through it. <laughs> and we've there's still more it. sneakers to get. I want to mention one shoe that's coming up that I really like that I saw the leaked images of for the day for the first time. The official product shots, Lightning 4s. Yes, I need those. Lightning Jordan 4s, a shoe that was infamously, that was the rumored shoe that w- people thought it was coming out like every 18 months for yeah. the past, I don't know, 10 plus years. And they're finally coming back. And this is a shoe that. I think I'm going to actually buy. There's a lot of shoes like that, like cool gray Jordan 3s that you're recently never came out. Wear, you're never going to wear. Yes, he will. No, yes, he will. No, no, no. This, this no, is exactly no, no. what I'm getting at. Go ahead. Go He's ahead. never going to wear that sneaker. Okay. Well, he's probably right, but I really, really want it. And I feel like I'm actually going to follow through on buying it this time. Unlike the there's cool so many Jordan shoes 3s. that like Brendan buys or says he's going to buy or maybe doesn't where I'm like, you are never, ever going to wear this shoe. Like, we totally were, accurate read we, on me. Like, it, it will be out by now, but like on the season finale of full size run, not to call you out, but Please, I'm just call it, me out. Call me out as much as you, you were. To. You said you were going to cop the hardwood classic LeBron eights. And I'm like, if there's a sneaker, okay, I can see Brett yeah, Dunn no. never <laughs> wear it. He, he hasn't touched a cord. There's no way you're buying <laughs> the, a LeBron. I think the last cord I touched was Madison Square Garden. So that's a, a fitting shoe. Really? Sitting sitting on the bench for the honestly like one of the few what? times I've ever played basketball in my life was that Madison. Okay, so the funny then, part look, is that's the, good. That's, the funny part yeah, is tell him, tell him, the funny him. part is so there's like the infamous like jump shot photo. Wait, you were there. He yeah, was I there. Was in that same wow, game. And the only and no, no. And the funny part about it is is because it continuously gets brought up on full size run. But this, the old, this meme of Matt Wealthy at yeah, Madison Square Garden but the funny firing part, off a brick. The funny part about it is the only person who was worse at basketball <laughs> that 100%. day who doesn't get brought up at all is Brendan Dunn. 
This Whoa. this is totally factual. In that game, so this was a Foot Locker media game. They brought us to the garden. I think we had Kyrie's on feet, and they let all these sneaker media people play a pickup game at Madison Square Garden. I don't even know if pickup game is the right term for it. That's how little I know about basketball. But And we use that photo of Wealthy as a meme in full-size run all the time. I was in that same game, and I intentionally benched myself after two minutes of play wow. and sat for the rest because I was like, I can't be – Next to all these adults and colleagues and, you know, people who are in my cohort and they can't see me actually trying to play basketball because that's just not going to end well on any level. So I will fully admit I embarrassed myself. Actually, no, I would have embarrassed myself, but I just like benched myself. Set that one out. See, yeah. look at first video podcast. <laughs> the secrets are coming out, man. The secrets are coming out. A big exclusive. Back to the lightnings, though. Sometimes I think you buy a pair that comes out with another pair and you think that you bought the pair. What, what do you mean? What do you to, mean? I bought the Thunders oh. and not the same. Didn't they drop the same day? Right around the same time. Yeah. And I bought the Thunders and I chose not the right. Did you get the retro when they came out a, a few a few years later? Not a few years. The Thunder? Many years later. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no uh, I didn't. I'm okay, surprised okay. though because like to me like Thunders are a shoe that like Joe LaPoon was buying six pairs of. Yeah. I just black, was never. Black Air black Jordan 4s. Like, yeah. yeah like, that's, that's your wheelhouse right there. I know. It is, and you can read about it on hypebeast.com. What, what, <laughs> what do you own more of? Yes. Oreo 4s? Oreo 4s, or, by far. Or Black Cat 4s. Oreo 4s. How many pairs of Oreo 4s do you have? Uh, you don't you, feel comfortable saying? We worked, to, we worked together for that, didn't we? Yeah, you had like six pairs, maybe? A lot, a lot. You don't feel and comfortable saying? Them. No, it, it's, it, it was a lot. And Less I got than them. 10. Yeah, and I got, yeah, yeah. But I got them for retail, and you guys know, I wore Oreo 4s maybe for a year straight. Yeah. But I think I, I have more Oreo fours than Black Hat fours easily. I think I told—I I don't know if I had told that story on here, but there was like the one time when like Jordan Brand had come to the office and I was like wearing Adidas shoes, and Joe was like, "You can't <laughs> not wear Jordans to go beat Jordan Brand." And the pair of shoes that he had were like his Oreo fours that you had worn like sockless. I was going to ask if they were dead. Oh, yeah, or man, not. The, like, they, weren't, they weren't even just worn. I'm pretty sure Joe had worn these shoes sockless, and they were mm. the most. Roach beat. Is that what I gave you? Yeah. And I had to put on like. Well, we weren't as close <laughs> as we are now. So, yeah. But and the Jordan brand people said, mm, very nice. Yeah. Very well. yeah. <laughs> they were impressed. Uh, listen, <laughs> companies take care of us. We take care of them. Thanks, eBay. Um, <laughs> And once again, we do appreciate you guys wanting us to go video, and we have a very special segment to thank you guys, the audience, that we're going to do every week. Done? Yeah, so here's the thing. We're going to give away free sneakers every week on this program. This is the eBay sneaker giveaway of the week. All you have to do to participate is we're going to put out a call basically on social media asking people to submit questions to ask us here on the podcast. So you submit your best question, and if we pick yours to read on the air here, then we're going to send you a free pair of sneakers. So we did pick... One from a guy named Billy Wajaya. I'm trying to pronounce that right. I hope I did. Even if I didn't, you do get a free pair of sneakers. Joe, what sneakers are we giving Billy? The Nike Sakai LD Waffle 2019 Complex of Sneaker of the Year. I love this shoe. You guys know I've worn it so many times. It, I think it has stand the test of time. Yeah. And, uh, and I think the best colorway of all the Sakai drops. Yeah. And, and can we give a little uh, peek? into not not to uh spoil anything but the sneakers that we will be giving away oh yeah in the future are grails 
to some degree, but shoes that mean something to all yeah. of us. Yeah. Yes. So we each picked out sneakers yes. that week over week we will be giving again. All you have to do to participate is submit a question when we ask for them, and then eBay will come through and give you a pair of sneakers. Random sizes, but good thing is you can resell them with yes. no fees on eBay. So it may not be just the same four sneakers that you see on Instagram all the time, but it's all going to be good stuff. Yeah. It may be a little bit different stuff that may be harder to get. So yeah. you threw a yeah. subliminal at me basically saying it's <laughs> no. not all like <laughs> no. sneakers on Instagram. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we're going to pick from our taste, but yeah, first yeah. one up, Nike Sakai in the OG colorway. I love this shoe and congrats to Billy. He's getting yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. But also we have to do what Billy has asked of us here and we have to respond to Billy's question. So Billy's question was, if you guys didn't do a podcast about sneakers, what would you do a podcast on? Who wants to go? Who wants to take the this? Subject? The wealthy, person with the best answer should wealthy, take this. I, I feel like Wealthy consumes more podcasts than both of us, so definitely more than me. Wealthy, do you have an idea what, what kind of podcast you'd be doing if we weren't here talking footwear? I think that, well, one podcast that I've kind of always wanted to do, and maybe this is like, uh, I don't know, just throwing it out into the ether. Is that what, Are we giving away a free idea here? This no, is the, okay. no, because this is never going to happen. Okay. Okay, I assume so. But I want to interview sneaker people, but not talk about sneakers the whole time. Mm. Okay. Okay. So give me an example. You like, would talk to DJ Clark Ken about music? Or, no, or I would just talk to DJ Clark Ken about like, his life, you know what I mean? Or like, you know, and sort of never touch the topic of sneakers. Never touch the topic of sneakers. Okay. Okay. All right. We can get a couple we can subscribers do that. for that. We can do that. What do you mean? Yeah. That is an idea that we might need to tell legal that we might need to get on that. We okay. could totally do that. <laughs> It'll be the fourth show of the week for us. <laughs> Joe, do you have an idea? What, oh, what, what kind of podcast you'd be doing? I don't have a great answer for it. Do you? I have a couple things. I mean, I would ask you guys, like, I don't want you guys to answer. Are you going to interview, like, the pigeons or whatever that are nested on the roof for <laughs> your Brooklyn doves. <laughs> They're morning doves. Do you want a morning dove update? Because yes, I have updates on the that. morning dove we family. We need that. Um, they left the nest, the two morning doves that are living on my fire escape, John Ford and Cosmos. Um my brother thought they had died, but I think they're just going and gathering food. But they come back pretty intermittently now. So I don't know if we'll ever see them again. I'm a little bit of an empty nester right now. Oh, but no, man. my podcast will not be about the morning doves. Joe, do you? No, my podcast, you know what I thought about? It could be cool to do kind of like a 30 for 30 type on one item. So if it's like the Bape first camo hoodie. Yeah. And it's like the whole podcast is like 25 to 30 minutes on the history of that and and yeah. kind of what we do where we do stories and we get stories on these podcasts but maybe focusing on one kind of iconic streetwear item and dissecting it from many layers. See, so you guys are giving away free ideas. I know. This we is might totally have to stuff do that. that complex we might would have to do, do in the near future. We might have to, listen, if it pops up, we're going to see because we already see the algorithm on yeah. YouTube anyway. Yeah. Um, me, honestly, something totally not sneaker related like Welty said and I'm like... It sounds so nerdy, and I'm not trying to sound smart here, but like linguistics, that's still the thing that I okay. care about so much from college. So, you know, like nice. non-concatenative morphology and things like that. Like, I'm not just bringing out big words. This is stuff that I actually care about. Okay. Um, yeah. I, you know, that's that's what I think about a lot because I don't listen to podcasts at all. But when I'm like, I wish I could listen to a podcast guy, about like, like, I'm too, like, right, yeah, I was like, hey, let's talk about the hoodie. And you're talking about that. But okay. I'm trying to do, no, I'm trying to do what Billy asked. No, I get it. So, Billy, these are on their way to you. Make sure you check out the eBay authenticity tag. It means that it went through a process of making sure that these are super legit. Congrats, Billy. All right, so it's just us this week. Mm -hmm. We wanted to have a topic. We know that the audience loves when we tell stories. We wanted to, we were thinking of a topic today. Feels good to be in the office. 
good to be surrounded by old issues of Complex Magazine, and we wanted to talk about memorable interviews that we've done in the sneaker space. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed this week that you're not giving the the biographical intro to another, pers- to another person to another person and they're he saying wants wow you to do one for him you want no. one no and then, and then the guests go wow joe that's the best intro i've ever had in my life come on they, they do that pretty consistently and it reminds you that joe lapuma is no stranger to this been doing it for for so long and so many sneaker interviews over the years i think too we you know obviously Everybody who's watching this has seen Sneaker Shopping, hopefully yes. every single episode. So we want to kind of veer away from that. And I, I think we should go back further than that. You know what I mean? Well, I think yeah. that that's the funny part, too, is that like, I feel like, Joe, at this point in your career, most people know you for sneaker shopping. Mm-hmm. But like starting Complex at 2012, Joe was the the, the cover story mm-hmm. interviewer. That's yeah. like that's right. who you were. Yeah. And it was crazy because when I got hired for online, I remember being hired for the online editor and I always wanted to write for the magazine and like everyone knows at complex you do more than one thing is that right yeah so so (laughs) is that right (laughs) I was like oh online is great but then I was like you know the magazine the physical just how artists and celebrities still love holding the physical print magazine it was always like a dream to write for the magazine and that's when I was doing cover stories and I ended up doing like over 20 throughout the years but uh, online allowed me to also do kind of these in-between interviews. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it, w- it was sneaker interviews. But t- thinking back to sneaker-centric interviews, I, I kind of, for this, I kind of thought about like not only talking about rubber and sole, but what are some like days that I interviewed people that kind of there is a sneaker component about right. it. It so, wasn't about sneakers, exactly. but somebody casually mentioned the sneakers that they had. Exactly. Like that's, and that's what I was thinking about when we share our stories, they can be sneaker interview stories, but it also could be stories that no one may ever know. And behind the scenes that deal with some sneakers. Right. Right. Do you want to start? Because the, the funny thing about him is like, we were going through it and I was like, Oh man, what about this one? I don't know. Like, is this, and you were like, oh, I found another one. Oh, I forgot I even did this one. There, 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 were, there were there were a lot of it, it's yeah. crazy. Just know because over the years, it's like when you've been doing this yeah. for so started 2012, 2013, like it's mm-hmm. 2021 mm-hmm. now. And you're almost, like almost a decade. You're trying to go back all the years of all the things that you've done, and you're like, wow, I totally forgot that I like mm-hmm. I interviewed that person. But um this one is a story that people may not. I guess maybe not – what's the best way to put it? Maybe not expect for me to, to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like right when I had first gotten hired full-time. So this is January 24th, 2014 Okay, mm-hmm. is when the story got published. And this was kind of me just going out on my own as like a journalist or whatever. And I remember <laughs> – You had the, you had like the cap on. Yeah, yeah exactly. You like very yep. – Yeah, it was, it was, it was, this might be like <laughs> – This is like one very of the first shoe. ones, sneaker interviews I did, but also one of the most random ones. Adidas was bringing back the top 10. Uh-huh. And like having worked in Boston, knowing that the top 10 was like a huge regional shoe mm-hmm. up there, like it was kind of a hustler sneaker. And, I, and Adidas had offered us a bunch of people to interview. And I was like, I don't want to interview those people. I want to interview someone who – really knows the history of the top 10 of the adidas top 10 because it was like a hundred dollars i know clark Kent has talked about it's like a hundred dollars when it first came out it was Mm -hmm. really desirable shoes so out of the blue i don't even know how i got in contact with them but i hit up ed og legendary boston rapper i gotta have it um 
he, you know, he says, uh, you know, put on your Adidas and step off like on mm -hmm. the song. So I was yeah. like, I want to interview him about it. And he told me a story about growing up in Dorchester, which is the rougher side of Boston. And the quote that he had said was, we had a place called Adidas Park in Dorchester slash Roxbury, and you couldn't walk by there with any other sneakers or you'd get your sneakers taken and thrown in a tree. Wow. There was a tree full of Nikes and Puma. It was full of everything but Adidas. And he said he had walked by as a kid with a pair of Pumas on, but he was a break dancer. And they said, okay, kid, you're you good. You get a pass because yeah, you have the Pumas okay, on. Yeah, okay, kid, you're good. Yeah. But just like that visual of like interviewing him and him telling me that like literally people used to snatch shoes off of people's feet and throw them into a tree mm. was like, it's like the sneaker history that you're never going to get like yeah. anywhere else. And I think that that moment in my career is what kind of really inspired me to like really dig and get these stories from people that you wouldn't learn just reading other sneaker blogs especially like because the brand wanted you to interview these people and you're yeah. like i'm i'm not going to do that i'm not interested in that yeah. i'm going to actually find somebody who i know and i'm, I'm certain has some yeah. legitimate connection to and i feel things. like we've been able to do a lot of that on the podcast mm -hmm. and on full size running sneaker shopping where we get we get to tell or get people to tell stories that they never like the listener never knew existed in the sneaker world. So I feel like that kind of led me in that direction. You know, I want to know for you too, Joe, like mm -hmm. those early complex days. Cause to me, that's such a yeah. unique era, you know, Pharrell, Nego, Babe, Kanye West, like those things were so associated with complex at the time. Back in the day it, when we were making the magazine, it's so different because you have like 40 interviews to do every issue. Mm -hmm. And it's, where we book people for full size run and sneaker shopping. It's, it's once a week, but with the magazine, there was a bunch of pages depending on how, what the page count was issue to issue. And it, it really gave an opportunity to cast a wide range of subjects. But in November, 2008, I remember that I got to interview Nigo, but it was an email interview. And oh. for the audience, like email interviews are tough <laughs> because it's tough to establish rapport with people yeah. and Nigo being overseas, obviously, but it was for this column called My Complex. And okay. it was a column every time in the magazine. And it basically is, it starts with a thought and then it says, but at the end of each graph. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I love the Jordan fours, but yeah. this is yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So yeah. So one of the first like big interviews was, uh, and I was used to doing interviews in person, obviously, or, or on the phone, but an email interview with Nigo. But he was actually, like, pretty candid. Were we you talked, super hyped? Like, were you a big Bape fan at the big, time? Were you already super big, deep into big. that world? And it was, like, it was, I was probably, like, two years from interning at Complex. I couldn't really afford Bape, but yeah. you would see it everywhere. You had a fake Bape? Yeah, huh? You had any fake Bape? No, no fake Bape. Okay. No, no. But... Uh, he gave good quotes. Like uh, he said, you know, I sort of fell out of touch with hip hop, but the thing that got me enthusiastic about it in the late nineties was the South, especially cash money. So Lil Wayne wearing the clothes I made was amazing. And Lil Wayne's awesome. history with Bape is big. And then he talked about, he, I asked him kind of like about Nike, the, the knockoffs. He's like, I'd like to see say that other brands are doing Bape knockoffs shows that the brand is recognized and desired. So you asked Nigo about the whole Nike thing? It was kind of like, I asked him, I think about, and, and again, it, it, I, I don't know exactly ago. what the yeah, question yeah, yeah. was, but it was about him reading blogs mm -hmm. and criticism for maybe Nike. Yeah. And he was like, I never read blogs, so I don't even hear about the criticism for <laughs> Nike. And that was a little blip, but then getting to interview him at the Atelier years yeah. later yeah, and yeah. 
that atelier, just seeing his references and things like that. And, and we spoke to Paul Middleman about it. Yeah. That was, that was really good. And, and that in 2008, that was one of my first like big subjects where I was like, this is crazy. You're reading Nike talk and you hear about this guy and yeah. even doing an email interview was great. Were you with bummed him. that it was an e- email interview? At of all? course, yeah. of course. And I think that you guys, when you get when yeah. you get an opportunity and it's like yeah but it has to be done over email it's always rough but <laughs> yeah. it was nego so no, I, there's, there's so many there's so many people that like going back through it like because like you said like the email interviews like they aren't as memorable because you didn't get to meet the person, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in the back of your head, you're questioning half the time. Like, am I even interviewing this yeah, person? Am I, interview, yeah. am I interviewing course, this person? Because, like, I look back and, you know, like, half the stuff I forgot about because it was over email. It was like I got to interview Kobe, rest mm-hmm. in peace, mm-hmm. over email. I got to interview LeBron James over email. In the one, I got to interview Travis Scott. The Vapormax one. Yeah. Right. Yes. Over right, the, right. It was when the most were, random thing. They were really connecting him to the Vapormax. Yeah. The it was, I remember that. It was the most random. That was recent, right? Uh, that was, well, when did that shoot come out? 20, 2017, maybe? 2017. 2018? 2017. Know. Okay. It was May 2017. And it was just so random. Like, you know, like they gave me like four quotes. And I think one of the quotes they also gave to like High Snobiety. And that quote uh, showed up like in there. So I was just like. That's a tough one. Yeah. But I got to meet Nigo as well in 2014, I think. There was a, I think they were shutting down, I think it was the last ever performance at the, the old Adidas original store okay. in oh, New York. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. The, the, you remember like the old garage that they had yes. there? On, on Green Street, yes. yeah, right? Green yeah. Street. Yeah. That, or like, on Wooster. It was on Wooster. It was on Wooster. Yeah, was yeah, on yeah. Wooster. That's where I think DeAndre Yedlin was, right? Yeah. You, that, yeah, we talked shoot, about that. Yeah, one. we talked yeah. about that. Sneaker uh, shopping, and, DeAndre and Yedlin. Yeah. My, my favorite one, though, is the, I think you did Big Sean there. No, I did Big Sean in LA. Oh, okay. It was, it was at, at the Adidas, Adidas store. Yes. You guys both had the sleeveless yes. hoodies on. Yes. We you and Big Sean showed up with the matching outfits. Yes, and it was sleeveless hoodies. Exactly. This guy's memory. <laughs> but I, insane. Poke, insane. Yeah. Yeah. But I had, but I yes. had gotten to meet Nigo. Shout out to uh, Layla Fatar, mm-hmm. who used to be at Adidas. But I think it was the last ever performance or last ever night at Adidas Originals store. I think Ferg. Did yep, a performance yep, yep. that makes sense that night, and then I think Nigo was there, and Layla was like, "Oh, do you want to? Do you want to meet Nigo?" I was like, "Um, yes." yes. The and general, he's, and he's just sitting there, and he's like, "Hello," you know, like <laughs> he's just like sitting there. I'm like, "Hi," you know, like like I don't, I, I'm not even going to have a conversation with them. And he had they had like a lookbook that uh-huh. was like his first Adidas lookbook, right? And he just signed it. He put he wrote Nigo on the front of it and just gave you it to me. It? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Did you get cool. to interview him or anything no, like that? No, it was just like, it, I was like, thank you so much. And he's like, okay. And then that was literally just the con- <laughs> that was just the conversation. And that's good, though, because like my, my story about him and yours is like very minimal interaction, but he's so larger than life. And, yeah. and just like getting to chop it up with him in no matter what form is such is like that, a big... Do we qualify that as chopping it up? You just <laughs> no, said, I, 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 I don't remember any sort of conversation. You chopped it up with him. I don't okay. know respectfully okay. No, I know. It, it but it's just one of those things I look back upon and it was like, oh shit, like at the time it didn't seem big, but as you get to like kind of accumulate these experiences yeah. in your career, you're kind of happy that they got to happen. Yeah. Brendan. Yeah. I, I remember one of my first 
big ones was one of those scrum style ones. We've yeah. talked about this before, but sometimes you go into a sneaker launch and you go to mm -hmm. an interview and you're there in a circle with six other people yes. all asking questions. So frustrating. <laughs> I know, I know. You got to just like fight for your time. But I think, I think I'm, I've mentioned it on this podcast before, but I moved to New York fall 2012 yep. and I was working for Sneaker News at the time. And I think in January 2013, it was the Jordan Mellow m9 launch and yeah we've already covered just minutes before how huge i am into basketball so obviously i was yes. <laughs> obviously yes. i was thrilled to be there but at cipriani's downtown oh great place and um i think i think that's like a, a favorite of mellows or something cipriani's like that. is amazing it's <laughs> Chip, amazing did i pronounce it right? yeah you got no cipriani oh, he's a sip it's cipriani yeah I, i'm glad we have you yeah, know cipriani an italian is, ambassador is an amazing <laughs> is an amazing place and, yeah. and i didn't really have a memorable conversation with Mello, or I wouldn't even say I chopped it up with him, but I, I do remember that this was around the time that Kevin Garnett had made the Honey Nut Cheerios oh comment. Oh, okay. okay. And I remember a Nike PR person saying, <laughs> telling the sneaker people. <laughs> don't ask about <laughs> that. No, tell, not even don't ask about that, but telling the sneaker people, if anybody else asks about that, cut them off. <laughs> like They were trying to like recruit us to, wow. to, to play, to cover for them. You know what I mean? That was a big <laughs> so, deal. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't ask about it. No, but nor did I cover for them. Yeah. Th th I feel like a lot of the athlete interviews were in that scrum style. I yeah, remember yeah, I yeah. interviewed LeBron in that type of scrum style for the Olympics once. And it's you're in like this group and you try to get an exclusive quote for yourself. But then you don't and you don't know where it's going to end up if your quote is going to end up in someone else's story and vice versa. I yeah. remember I remember once I went to this. This was like the craziest time is that this was Complex Con 20. 18 they all blended together in yes. my head yeah. I, I can and, never and remember right which after like the, which. i had we had flown to california flown back to new jersey and then i had one the next day i flew to milan for adidas and wow. they i had me interview some Jet soccer setter. player i totally i i'm totally gonna space on this i totally forget who it was okay we just we just we just congratulated you or complimented yeah. you for yeah, the incredible yeah. memory you that you have. Yeah. Like, and a, a yeah. soccer but anyways, player of all people you can yeah. remember. You flew to Italy and you don't remember who you interviewed? No, I don't. <laughs> wow, wild times. He plays for Juventus or okay. at the time. But I interviewed him and like they thought they were gonna give us one-on-one -on -one interviews and it was just a scrum style in like there was one media outlet before me that like are we saying who it is or uh i don't remember it was like a but it was like a soccer okay. media outlet but okay. they had brought like three people with them and they were like oh this outlet's up and they thought everyone's gonna ask a question they asked like four questions like there's it, always that it, yeah and they i were, could see you doing that now though. no 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 i flew out to milan to interview this guy for adidas and i got one question in with him but did you enjoy your time I bet he enjoyed his time. Uh, not, I mean, not like, I mean, I just flown from California to <laughs> Milan. It was awful. Wait, wasn't it California to Jersey to Milan? Yeah. Miles must have been going crazy. Yeah, it was awful. Wow. <laughs> um, one, one that I want to talk about, May 2009, uh, I was doing the first Kid Cudi cover story for Complex, and it's it was his first of many. Yeah. And basically, this is not a sneaker interview story, but it, is based around sneakers. So I'm going to try to remember it as much as possible. But May 2009, I go to Cuddy's apartment and I'm shadowing him the whole day. Cover this is in New York? It's in New York, downtown New York. And it's uh, 
basically when you did these cover stories, the hope is that you got good access and that you could shadow the artist for a day or even yeah. more. Might let you and, crash at the crib. Yeah. So I go to his apartment in New York City and the and I'm asking him questions like an hour into the interview mm -hmm. and uh, he gets like a text or a call. Like he's like, oh, and I'm like, what's up? He's like, oh, um, Kanye's in town. They're shooting a video. So I'm like, what? And he and he's like, yeah. Uh, Kanye told me to come to this video. It was for the clips, kind of like a big deal video off till the casket drops. Amazing mm -hmm. song. Mm -hmm. Amazing song. Amazing song. Dude, that's Kanye's, the worst clips album, right? Uh, the Kanye verse is amazing. Also, it, it's the it's the worst clips album, but it's still a great song. Okay. 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 So I digress. See, yeah. Yeah. So, I digress. so anyway, he's like, "Oh, Kanye's coming into town for this video shoot, and he wants me to go." So. I was like, okay. And then <laughs> you're like, I, he wants you to go. Or yeah, I, was to like, go. I, I guess I'm going. So <laughs> we go to this uh, shoot in Brooklyn and I remember just like how we have the shoes lining up at the yeah. door. Cuddy had like a bunch of sneakers. This was Cuddy era, Jordan threes, Jordan fours, that early era of that he was wearing like those silhouettes. And he was like, Oh, I'm not sure what I'm going to wear. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I remember he had a new camera. It was like a Canon camera. He was like, I'm bringing my camera and I want to start take, I want to take pictures. Yeah. And this was early in his career. So, um, he, it was just bubbling and things like that. And it was right before the, the first album and his first complex cover, like I said. So, uh, he settled on the hair Jordan ones, and he wore the them with hair the, Jordan one. Yeah, he wore like a red bait. A completely awful sneaker. I barely remember that. They, they were mids. Were like, they? Yeah. Well, it was I? He, I think. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. It was the hair Jordan ones, but he wore them with like a bait T-shirt. It just, just looks like the Jordan Seven, but on the like it's that same colorway yeah. on the yeah. Jordan yeah. one. Okay. 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 And so anyway, we get to the photo shoot and. Hours later, Kanye shows up, mm -hmm. and I think Kanye had like the super sunglasses. Remember them? Yeah, the what super it? retro, super future, oh, like right, for all, right, right. Yeah, right. I remember buying them off Karma Loop and sites like that. It was like the all black. It looked yeah. they looked like Ray Bans, but whatever. Go. So Kanye shows up later, and it was peak. Think about it. This was May two thousand nine. Yeah, and it was like the first few weeks of May two thousand nine. So it was peak Yeezy one. Yeah, like era. right, yeah. like the yes. Yeezy one had just come out. First colorway dropped in April, the gray, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. the second one, black and pink, which to me is like the standout, yeah. dropped, I think, two weeks before this video shoot. So Kanye shows up all black and the black and pink. You know what was so cool about that era, too? And I, sorry to interrupt you, no. but how many other colorways of the Yeezy ones there were at that time that Kanye West had? Or, you know, the yes. Tinker yeah. Hatfield pair with the blue strap, yes. I think it was. There was some old video. I wish I could find it, but Kanye West has some weird chest harness thing on and he goes to some... <laughs> Uh, drawer in a hotel or something and pulls this thing out and there was that the fire red version what about the blue the, and red one and yeah, the blue the, yeah. the all navy blue one with the yeah. red and yeah and so many crazy easy ones that never released and the glow in the dark tour he was wearing that was the tour right i think yeah. he was wearing tons of samples and yeah. of course like the grammys one that popped up recently yeah 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 glc had a couple of pairs yeah. i have a friend from chicago who got some pairs off glc back then you know who i'm talking about your friend who yeah. got them yeah 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 uh, Sorry, I saw a look on your face like you knew no, the guy no, no, I talked about. But I know, I know. A, a dude from Chicago named Ian who was really into Kanye West, really into Yeezys, et cetera. And I remember him buying pairs off GLC back then. Anyways. Got it. So, yeah. But anyway, so basically I'm doing the cover story. And when you do the cover story, it was taught to me, just write everything that's going on. Okay. Write everything that's in front of you, but also take notes on everything that's going on. That's why I think I remember the hair Jordan ones. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's classic cover story thing where you're like, it's 4 p.m. in a small yes. room in Chicago. Yes. And so-and-so is meticulously playing with their, like, yes. that's always the, the lead-in story yeah. on it. 
My leads in or leads in general? No, just, <laughs> yeah, just, know, just in general. That's like every cover story. So anyway, Kanye shows up black and pink Yeezy ones. Mm -hmm. And there's this hallway and everyone's talking about the Yeezys. And Pusha is like, I texted. There's a video online that I, I watched. And it's like, I texted, I texted, and I still don't have it. And Kanye is like, you got to hit Don. And Kanye, you got to hit like, yeah, Don C, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. And he's like, you got to hit Don. And Kanye is like, also, you know how many pairs I had to buy off eBay just to give people who should have got them? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. the other thing is that, um, so it's chaotic. It's mm -hmm. a chaotic video shoot i remember kanye spits his verse on a stairwell and clips are flanking him mm -hmm. great verse and then it was lunch and i'm thinking like now's my time to try to get a kanye quote about cuddy okay and i'm think i'm texting editors and, and they're like you gotta just try to go for it yeah so did kanye know who you were at the time no okay no no way so do you think kanye knows who you are right now i'm not i, I don't know <laughs> I don't know. So I'm not answering that. So later it was lunchtime and we go to like this, you know, the, where, where the food was set up and I got like five minutes with Kanye. Mm -hmm. And it was at the time where I was asking him about Cuddy's melodic style, mm -hmm. because like, I think they were working together yeah. and the Kanye quote that is in the issue is me and Cuddy are the originators of the style, kind of like what Alexander McQueen is to fashion. Everything else is just Zara and H&M, which wow. is a real Kanye yeah. quote. But it was Cuddy's first cover story, this issue. There wealthy. we go. There we go. The, I've, I've explained it multiple times, I think, whatever. That is actually the issue. I remember buying that at Barnes & Noble and inspired me to work at Complex. Did you, did you ask... Kanye, how he felt about the Hair Jordan ones that Cuddy had on? No. My favorite sneaker <laughs> photo of all time is in this? there. Yes. Is it where, him wearing the Louis Vuittons? Where he's wearing the Louis Vuittons in the artist. I forget who the Ogre. artist. Yeah, Ogre. He, Ogre. He had uh, painted on like the slime coming off the that. pink sole. Can we clear it? <laughs> Probably not. I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> That's amazing. I've never, never interviewed Kanye, never interviewed Cuddy, but... You had mentioned briefly on that before. I think the rapper that I've interviewed the most over the years, just out of a weird whim of fate, is I've interviewed Pusha T three times about sneakers. Do you think Pusha T knows who you are? Uh, probably not. <laughs> we just got to keep track. I think, I, think keep I, track. I, I think I pulled that once where I had met, uh, I'd ran, ran into Ferg yeah. at the, I've interviewed Ferg, Ferg multiple times as, as well, but. Yeah. I ran into Ferg at the Supreme Doc launch that we had done, yes. that Complex at had done. Noya House? Yeah, and yes. I had just interviewed Ferg like three weeks ago on the phone, and I was like, hey, man, like I, I spoke to you about whatever, <laughs> and he was just like, okay, he just kept walking. Like, he just totally, just totally. Like, you can never so, say that. They never really remember. They yeah, don't so really remember sure unless like, you've, you've interviewed them you years yeah. and years consistently. And it was over the phone, so... I, I totally get it, but you don't hold them against him. But push it to me is like one of the most fascinating. I was, it's all been short, but he's like so he's so smart. Like when so, I when I talk to him, there's a yeah. lot of people who are kind of like ramble or they don't really get to the point or they didn't really think out what they were going to say. Mm -hmm. And pushes so on top of everything. Every single time you talk to him, he just gives you like the best sound bites and also very nice. Yeah, he's no, super such cool. a nice guy. Super cool. Like he had told me a story about, 
Adidas didn't give him enough of his first, uh, the white uh, Coke shoe that he had done, and he mm. had to buy pairs for $600 off of eBay. And mm. I'm like, that's totally insane. But Brendan, I know you remember that night. Uh, the second time I interviewed him, it was the release of the all-black EQT. And it was also his album release party. Was that? The, like, snakeskin ones? Yeah. Was that the thing downtown? Yeah, yeah, like, it was in like Chinatown? A, like, yes. better than Manhattan Bridge? Yeah, and it was a huge, huge... It just felt cool that we're like... Holy shit, we're at Pusha T's album release party, you know? Yeah, I, I totally forgot that that was an album release party as well. Yeah, the first time I interviewed him, it was, I think it may have been for that white shoe that he had done, but it was at some small art gallery downtown. Mm. I don't know if you remember if you were at that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one and you're talking he about. He came out, I interviewed him, it was super cool. He talked about wanting like to be like Ronnie Feig, like designing colorways and, and whatnot, but he came out and performed numbers on the board. And this is right when like Ferguson had happened. Yeah. He performed the one song and was like, that's it. I'm not giving you any more. There's too much stuff going on in this world and just walked out. Mm. Wow. Powerful. Wow. Yeah. 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 There was, I feel like I don't have as many rapper or athlete interviews on my resume as you guys do. Like as we were prepping for this, just thinking about the more memorable interviews I've done over the years. To me, it's just random industry people yeah. or mm -hmm. weird viral moments. I we're, we're talking about Yeezys. I, I don't know if you guys remember the Yeezy Mafia interview we did on Facebook Live in like 2017. I don't know. <laughs> I remember hearing about that, but that was... I don't. And this is not so long ago, so I don't want to reminisce about something if it wasn't that was, long ago. Was there ago, a but. whole bunch of like drama behind that? <laughs> well, shout out to Yeezy Mafia. He didn't and, want to show his face or something? or Never showed his face. And I don't think to this day he's shown his face. And we were not doing anything to out him on here, but... We were doing a lot of live shows at the time on Facebook Live, and we had a kind of a janky setup to blur his face. <laughs> and, and again, nobody had seen his face. And I can't remember if it was a if it was a filter we had put on, or I don't think I don't think he had a mask. But at his some point, mask. he he like leaned too far out of the out of the zone for where the blur was, and people could see his face oh, all of a man. sudden. And within seconds, people had screenshotted it, and it was floating around on Twitter like this unmasking of Yeezy Mafia for the first time. <laughs> did, did Does he show his face now or no? I, I don't think he's ever uh, shown his face. I think we all met him, though, Joe. I mean, I've... I've he's, oh, he came here. He, he came yeah, in the office, yes. and he showed us the Yeezy. Don't, don't say any any characteristics that could, no. uh, yeah, don't, could describe him, because we know. No, top secret stuff. You're right, but he, he showed us the Yeezy Quantums like uh, that's true. Like months and months before that's they true. came out, yeah, just yeah, popped up out of nowhere. Good person, good person. But I won't, I won't say any more details about. But yeah, you've always done day. a lot of industry insider reporting. Yeah, I feel like that's that's the stuff I like the most. But you also started like differently, like being at Sneaker News and yeah. then like going to Soul Collector instead of Complex. So you like th that was your focus was yeah, doing yeah, more yeah, like totally like, like shoe dog sneaker. Yes, stuff. yeah. I remember good like a, a funny one too, kind of around that early Yeezy area was interviewing. He's not with Adidas anymore, but in 2015, Eric Lickie, uh, an exec there, yep. and this was at United Nations. It was a it was a launch for this Parley Adidas oh, Ultra yeah, Boost shoe. Yeah, I hearing about that. Yeah, or I don't know if the shoe was technically an Ultra Boost, but this like first Parley yeah. Adidas shoe. And the interview itself wasn't particularly crazy, but it was just at the UN, which was this weird yeah. setting to be having sneaker conversations in. And I think we had a dinner there that night too, and I was just talking to him, and he's like, he told me all this easy stuff. He was like, you know, it's it's always the case with sneaker brands where they're not particularly forthcoming with this information, and especially around high heat product like that. But he was like, 
talking to me about Turtle Dove Yeezys. He's like, oh, yeah, I think we made around 20,000 pairs of those. And it was like one of those rare ties when somebody just like straight up tells you this sneaker information that you've been wanting to know for so long. Yeah, but that that's always like uh, it's a slippery slope because I've had situations like that, too, where you're hanging out with like kind of high level sneaker exec sort of people or at least like high level designers and at least in my case like having a few drinks like with these guys you know and everyone's getting a little loose and just having fun and they're kind of like telling you things that maybe like not like inappropriate or anything just like things they shouldn't be like revealing yeah and you're like wait a minute we're not explicitly on the record (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) but there i I could think of one evening in particular with some sneaker people at the old complex office oh yes <laughs> and you know the evening i'm talking about yes was it a meeting not... <laughs> where people came in to show yes oh i think i've heard about that we're not going to go too much further into the meeting he, but that he, was... It, he was at the center of it right no 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 no, 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 no. no. i was playing the wall in that conversation no, the, the sneaker brand people were having a good time though and maybe oh, maybe, okay. maybe they know who yeah. they are if they're watching <laughs> someone we should talk about wealthy that we both got to interview tinker hatfield which which was yes. another big one for me i'll keep it short tinker it, knows who i am he does? <laughs> yeah, you ran into him at the um, no, I don't. Uh, at the record shop. That. He might. Yes, remember. at the thank record you, shop. Thank you. Thank you. That's and a little bit. S- of and he signed complex a- sneakers podcast trivia and wealthy. What did he sign? He signed a like a basically like a Nike six ish sneaker. No, it was an SB Dunk. It okay. was not a six point. Oh, it was an SB okay. shoe. It was a it, Nike SB Dunk that. mid. You have it still? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, awesome. I wonder where those are. It's so funny. I know where those there's are. so the many people bag. out there who like just get so hyped to meet Tinker, and there's like all these like non-Tinker designed sneakers floating around that are signed by Tinker. Yeah, of course. Because if you meet Tinker, then you've got to have them sign your shoes, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. I want to hear about you guys interviewing Tinker uh, though, because yeah, I don't think I've ever actually interviewed sure. him. One thing, like, I really do appreciate about Tinker, he does tell a lot of good stories. Yeah. And he's very detailed. Mine, it was for, it was for the shot caller interview. Another column complex had back in the day. This was probably 2008 as well. And he, we were talking about design inspiration. And again, he was like forthcoming about what was, how Nike was demanding and things like that. But then he basically, I asked him like, what was the toughest inspiration to incorporate into a shoe? Mm. And he said, a lawnmower. Jordan 11. Jordan 11. And he yeah. went into detail. Now it seems like the a lot of people know that about the inspiration about a lawnmower, but he the way he described it, it has to be rugged. You have to push and pull, things like mm. that. And, he, and that was a big interview just because it was the guy who was making a lot of our favorite Jordans. Of course. And then you yeah. got to interview him as well, right? I got to interview him in 2016. This is when Nike was celebrating HTM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had got to interview yeah. HTM. Remember HTM? <laughs> HTM could never exist with today's Nike yeah, CEO. I got to interview, we were talking about that with Mark Parker, you know, actually being, there was a picture that came up, Mark Parker and Hiroshi from Mark like 2002. Shoe dog, man. That, yeah. that stashed, and we can get into that a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get okay, into that okay, later. Okay, okay. But I had interviewed, I got a chance to interview Tinker, and I had already told the story on here about the time I got to meet Kendrick Lamar in the UK, and yes, there was yeah, that whole tumultuous yeah. thing. We know that. Whole that thing, but... The craziest part about that trip, what starts it off, is I'm in the Edition Hotel in the UK, and I have, like, an odd hour interview set up with Tinker Hatfield. You know, I forget, like, if it was super early. So you had an interview with Tinker while you were on the, on on the phone. The, the, but you were in the UK yes. for this Reebok thing. Yes, Kendrick and I Lamar had to interview thing. Tinker. Like, Got I had, they had the Nike PR people had set it up. And I'm so nervous because Tinker's, like, the goat, yes. you know, of, yeah. of yes. the industry. Tinker Hatfield, like, most important has, man in sneaker design. Yes. Most important person. He has design. so many stories, but I'm like, if I don't get a good, like, it's like you need to like 
pluck and peel like the right information out of him, mm-hmm. you know, because he's going to tell you a story he's never told anyone before or he's not, you know, and the sock dart had just came back out and that was a shoe that he had designed i like that shoe yeah no but it was huge at the time yeah you know but yeah it, yeah, but yeah. It that came... resurgence of the sock dart yes be true pair htm pairs, yeah. fragment pair or maybe yes. there wasn't an htm pair but there were fragment pairs right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, well, there was originally an htm pair like the original was like white and pink there that you was, go there yeah. you go but i had asked him what he thought about that and he said i was disappointed when the brand didn't get behind that shoe very much part of the problem was that it was so different that it was so different it was so difficult for a lot of people to recognize it as a new idea i was bummed that we only made a few thousand pairs mm. which was like crazy but he also had a nike pr person on the line so i'm thinking that tinker's going to like kind of wa- like watch how he doesn't how he's talking and i was like well you do a lot of offbeat projects with nike you're like is that ever like you know an issue and you know he said we're always pushing to do the unexpected the new and the different if we were the only decision makers in this company it probably would have gone out of business 20 years ago but then he goes there are people who are more conservative about what they do and what makes nike nike or any other successful company uh great is the balance but then he goes and he goes, so I'm pushing, and there are other people who are pushing in our advanced design group and other categories and other folks who are saying, whoa, slow down. How can we sell something that no one understands or is too different? There's a balance we're trying to strike as a company, and I get a little disappointed that people don't always see it my way. That's, that, that's okay. like a common thread with shoe dog guys in the industry of that age where they're are not afraid to be as critical as they can be, or they have all these misgivings, or you know, all these criticisms. That's what about I was surprised about. He's been on a phone years. with someone yeah. from Nike, and he's like basically like calling out like other Nike yeah. employees. It was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. such a that's, that's a that's a salient thing with with people from that generation. <laughs> yes. Speaking of people from that generation, Brendan, we need to get into it. Oh no! What? How he like no, basically no, got no, some no, guy no. fired? No, 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 no. I did not get anybody fired. Talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it too much. There was a, a person who I had interviewed, you know, maybe five, six years ago, who used to work for Nike at that time and had moved on and was in a different role somewhere else and didn't appreciate how they were characterized in my interview. Okay. And, you know, maybe threatened some legal action, but... You know, anytime somebody's threatened me with legal action, it's never, it's never come. Can through. we, can we, can we say this though? <laughs> don't, you, don't, can we cut out if you don't want to. What, what do you want to say? That they, the person had a new job and ended up quitting their job because of the interview. That's, that's true. Okay. Not, not something I was uh, super psyched on revisiting and not something, you know, we, we don't want to pour salt in old wounds okay. or, you know, I, I think, I think all the parties have moved on from it since then, but that is pretty true. And, you know, it's one of those things where you get this anxiety of, like, even though it doesn't really matter what the subject thinks of the interview you're about to print, you're like, oh, am I going to get an angry text message over this one? Is somebody going to be upset over this one? And uh, that, those, those battles you have to fight after things are published are just – and that was one of the, that was one of the <laughs> major ones. But I don't want to okay. get too many details about that because it's a, it's a sensitive topic for me and other parties. I see what you're saying, though. There always is – you always want – you want, obviously want to do your job, but you always want the subject to be happy about it as much as possible. Things, as much as possible, like as much as possible. You know, with sneaker shopping, it's different than it's different than even print interviews. Those so. things are so like frustrating because sometimes it's like the best interviews that you've gotten, and someone's just super honest in the moment. But then 
the person who's honest about it gets mad that they told you everything and you're like, no. look, I didn't, I didn't tell mm. you to say this stuff. No, those, those, those moments are, you're like, look, I told you, I got the recording right here. This yeah, is the yeah. transcript. This is, this is exactly what it says. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know, all this stuff or most of this stuff we're talking about is just kind of one side of what mm -hmm. we do because we, we're all involved in these series, you know, yeah. sneaker shopping, sneaker closets, full size run, things like that. And we have so many funny behind the scenes yeah. stories from there. I mean, yeah. Wealthy and I could talk for the next half an hour about right. Rich the Kid alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, <laughs> that was the, the, the internet. That was oh. wild. Yeah. And that, that I said it on your show. Uh, some there's, there's episodes that are good conversations. And then there's a lot of episodes that are good internet and, yeah. the, and you know, it's about content. One thing for me, I'll just say interviewing Khaled multiple times, yes. still classic. How many times we did Khaled Another sneaker one. shopping. We did Khaled's <laughs> closet, and we also did Khaled's closet part another, two, another Assad's one. first birthday, to show his little collection uh, a few years ago. But Khaled, shooting with Khaled is always hilarious. But that, that's like the biggest thing. Congratulations. Congratulations. You played, yourself. you played yourself. But I will tell you behind the scenes, we showed up to Khaled's closet to shoot, yeah. and he was like, where's like the lights and all this stuff? And, and we were like, well, here they are. And he was like, nah. We it wasn't enough. This. It wasn't enough. We went back the next day with proper equipment, and to his Spent credit, an extra ten k on. <laughs> to his credit, production got it together, and those are still. I humbly, I feel like you could go back and look at the those way the light episodes. hits the back of his neck on no, that meme. No, I'm just laughing, <laughs> laughing. Like I still watch those, and I'm just like, this guy, like this guy is so on and really entertaining piece of content, and being on set with him and you're just like, how is it happening? And he just keeps yeah, going. Yeah. Keeps how am I in this moment right now? Such a great personality, but yeah. those are two that, that I love. I got to interview him for like 10 seconds once. Or I asked him three questions. It was the weirdest thing. I think it was like the sneaker news, uh, sneaker news. Launch? Launch. He was on the cover of the magazine. Yes. Oh, the magazine. At right, Stadium right, right. Goods and they put a throne. With, do you remember it isn't like the throne here now? No, it's a different one. I think it's a different throne. But they put him on a throne in Stadium Goods. Yeah, but do you remember the block? The yeah, area was crazy. Yeah, it was the craziest yeah, thing yeah, I've ever yeah. seen. And that was peak Khaled Snapchat. Yes. So it was that's what crazy. He would take a Snapchat. You would either you could either take a picture or take a Snapchat with Khaled. But I'm like, I'm just here to yeah to ask you a few questions. And I remember him telling me that. Chris Paul, who supposedly has like the craziest Jordan collection, has a pair of all emerald Air wow. Jordan 11s. And Khaled's like, Chris Paul, give me those sneakers. I don't care if they're not your size. I mean, if they're not my size, mm. you need to send those to me or else I'm going to call MJ and ask for them. Do we have any idea if that ever panned out for Khaled? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> it's funny, though. PJ Tucker told me Chris Paul is like... And, and, and Chris Paul's a guy who doesn't really show it off like exactly. that. Like he's, he doesn't have a lot of those interviews based on sneakers. But you know... I mean, I remember... His bowling tournaments and stuff like that, he would yeah. show up in some crazy Jordan 4s. Yeah. yeah, Chris Paul has it all, man. Yeah, PJ Tucker would be like, oh, I'd be like searching stuff on my phone or seeing things on my phone and be like, oh, man, anyone see these? And like be super, super rare sneakers. And like in two days, Chris Paul would just come into the locker room with the Very Jordans. Very casually. Full size one, though. What do you, what do you guys... <laughs> I mean, there's some hilarious. If you go way back to the early full size run stuff, like again when we it was like a live show, and yeah. even even before Wealthy, just like the the people we had, we had this kid Liddy Sneaks. <laughs> Do you remember this? Was it the shoe condom guy? <laughs> no, the shoe condom guy was a different guy. Liddy Sneaks was like the Liddy kid Sneaks with the easy sample or whatever. No, Liddy Sneaks was this kid, this this like rich kid from Long Island oh, or I something this like now, that. Yeah. Who, he had. 
made some headline where it was like he's a sneaker reseller and he has his nanny ship out the shoes for him. <laughs> and so we're like, let's bring this kid on. So we had a what, what I'm sure was a this. riveting interview with this with this teenage reseller at the time. This was a long time ago. Imagine how upset that would make people now. But yeah, who called himself Liddy Sneaks? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was thinking more Jim Jones, but okay. <laughs> I mean, people Jim know Jones, about that one. Jim I'm Jones to, to me I'm is another to give one that cuts. I could watch tonight and just laugh all over. Yeah. Please do. Please, yes. You know, hit the like button and leave a comment. I still remember Jim Jones walking into the room that day where he was just like slapping his knees sitting on the couch like <laughs> with a pair man. of shorts on. Little did we know we were about to make history. And this is History. The Complex Sneakers Podcast will be on YouTube every Friday morning, 10 a.m. Like, subscribe, drop a comment. Thank you guys so much. You guys got us here. You wanted here us on you know, Here we are. Are you, are you not entertained? Here we are. We're not going anywhere. See you guys next week. Our producer is Dave Matthews. Our associate producer is Jasmine Plata. Sound engineering done by Kyle Garvey. Special thanks to Jennifer Stewart and Shiva Bayet. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network.